Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bola. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bola here's a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's Einstein Kleinschweb. <laughs> and we're here to give you our professional, <laughs> professional. professional review on a RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race UK, UK Season 4. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT podcast. Clang. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. A live podcast. Live viewing podcast. Real time. Real time, time, straight away. One take. Yeah. One take. That's all it is. Putting out that into the world. Yes. Letting it take on its own life, you know. Not really thinking about it, actually. Just spewing uninformed opinions. But that's what we're here for. It's informed. Is it? My opinions are is informed. It? Are they? Tom, your opinions need to be performed, uh, informed with your... Performed? My gosh. <laughs> my opinions are performed. Yes. Your opinions should be informed. Mm. As it's, it's kind of your bread and butter. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Let's see what this episode brings, if we make sense or not today. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you all know what we do. We're RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. We look at UK. At the moment, we're looking at UK. Season four. Season four, mm-hmm. which we love, you know. Fantastic we're, cast. We're from the Britain land. That's what they call it, officially. The Britain land. The Britain yes. land. Britain land. Britain land. So yes. we just watch it. We podcast as we're viewing it. Um, so that everything is authentic. Every opinion and all our views are our own. Yes. You know, we're not, we're not looking online to see how. No. To feel about it. We wouldn't do that. It's best to just we be honest. We wouldn't do that, would we? Just be honest. No, that's not who we are. Let's be honest, Tom. Yeah. Well, actually, I think what it boils down to is we're so narcissistic, only our opinions really matter to us. So. Okay, we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Tom. Wow. Yeah, anyway. No, that's not the truth. Well, I'd like to ask you, how are you? Um, you know, well, everyone, I mean, for our long-time listeners, you will hear me say this a lot. Where oh my god today I'm not drinking <laughs> today I've I've gone off drinking I'm gonna stop drinking for a little while and this would be my third week clap 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 sober Paolo without having a drink everyone thank mm-hmm. you very much so every week <laughs> I get a sobriety chip which yes. is um, champagne yeah so every week I I buy myself a bottle of champagne <laughs> to be drunk at a future time to be drunk at a future time you're so not rewarding your week sobriety no by drunk. <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah yeah I went so well, this is Sunday night I went a week without it I want to drink champagne no <laughs> so and my chip is a champagne bottle so uh, I get to see it every week so right now I've got two champagne chips I don't think AA would I think you know what I system. think that if alcohol, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous wanted to work they need to reward them with with champagne with the very toxin that's destroying their lives right yes Tom <laughs> okay um, you could get on it actually well I'd rather just have a glass of Merlot I mean today Bolo she is on the H2O you on the H2- she uh, is on the oh, water oh yeah better do yes hydration okay <laughs> that's, that's hydration Tyra Banks says that's the number one makeup tip the one number one beauty tip is a good night's sleep and water I do remember her claiming that water cured acne which is obviously hideously inaccurate but that's Tyra. That's Tyra. I mean, hey, that's, that's our Tyra. That's, that's TV. That's TV. <laughs> Tom, I want you to read a review. Make me feel good about myself. Mm. I hear that we got a review. Do now, we get a review? We did. And it's a lovely review. And I know who this is from. It's a lovely lady who offered messages on the Instagram. But obviously, for privacy reasons, I'll just use her, her username on the, um, on the review system. So it's uh, KS Kartutunen. Um, and it's uh, my my absolutely favourite RPDR review podcast since Drag Race UK season two. I often postpone watching the latest episode so I can listen to the podcast straight after. Lucky that Dr. Tom and Paolo post the newest episode so quickly. We're just saying that, aren't we? Um, quicker than anyone else. I don't have many friends who watch RuPaul's Drag Race, so it feels a little bit like having a kiki with a show. With That's so, so sweet. And thank you so, so much. I, I do know who that is. Well, was... You can say the name, well, Tom. Kaiser. I think that's how it's pronounced. Kaiser. She's very, very lovely. I sent us messages before. Hey, guys, and she, thank you very she much. She's a long-time listener. For very, very anyone else, lady. if you want to throw us a review, do so. We'll say it on the we'll say it on the podcast. We'll give you a lovely shout out. Um, today we got. I think we can get straight into UK season four, episode four. But before we do that, Tom, I was just sitting here and mulling around just while we were waiting for the episode to start, mm. and I've written down some things that have happened or said so far that I think that we can just have a quick chat about. 
Oh, go on. I'm intrigued. Okay. What is this? Um, the, I, I was, because, you know, as, as you do, do you remember there's an episode where it was, it was last week, was it the last week or the week before mm. when Starlet went home? Week before. The week before. Up, home and week. how they're talking about um, how they went in the girl group challenge. Yeah. She says that the look is 50% and it kind of baffled everyone. It's, do you remember it, that it moment? It ignited a bit of a debate yes. online and stuff, wasn't it? Well, let's just, let's just talk. I might, I'll, I'll go first. For what I think, the look... Is fifty percent? They say no. Um, the look, especially when there's a performance on, the look is not fifty percent. I don't um, feel that because it's it, it's quite different to applying yourself into the moment, applying yourself to the challenge that you're all given on a square. Like it's fair. It's fair when you're given something. Not fair because some people's skills are. In I, performance, I think we're on the same page about the, how much the runway counts because I think we say it quite consistently when reviewing. It's like the runway. I live for the runway, obviously. I love it, but for me, it's the cherry on the cake. Mm. Uh, so the, obviously, the cake is the most important bit. The actual performance in the ch- unless obviously it's a construction or fashion challenge, in which case it's a hundred percent of the mark. Um, but uh, the rest of that, I wouldn't even say it's 50%. I'd say it's almost like the tiebreaker. Yeah. Or if it's super duper good, it might keep you at the bottom too. Or if it's super duper bad, it might prevent you getting away. You know, the Alexis Michelle effect, you know? Explain. Remember when she nearly run, uh, won the Kardashians Rusical because she did that amazing Chris Jenner? Oh, she was yes. incredibly good. Shay was amazing too, but she had the scene stealing Black China, which should have been Nina Benina Brown <laughs> bit, right? Yeah. Um, and um, she, it was the furs, yeah, furs runway. And she walked out there in a really basic dress with a fur coat. She had an idea, you know, she's going to Studio 54 on a chilly New York night kind of thing. But she ended up looking just not as elevated as everybody else on the runway. And then <laughs> untouched, she was like, you guys, she always sounds like Cher for some reason. You guys, I, I think I think this runway's going to cash me the win. <laughs> you guys. I just feel that... How could you let me go out there like that? You're right. You're right that, for me, the runway is the tiebreaker. It depends. It it decides who wins or it decides who's going to be in the bottom. Outside of that, I Mm -hmm. don't think it has anything else but for you to show a beauty and hopefully represent a um, a designer, hopefully an up-and-coming designer or a new designer or whoever else that you're using Mm. to to give them a bit of, you know, shine a bit of light on them and help them start their career. It's a whole industry now. But, But Starlet you know rewind it is not 50 percent. i think in style what you bring because she's a fashion girl and everything mm-hmm, about about mm-hmm. her is beauty then okay That's right. maybe maybe to her she does place more value but she was the one that said um she came for the dancers she said i mean you know you can be a dancer but you know take your drag off you're just a dancer so in her mind everything is about beauty which is i, I think she wanted to say 100 percent should be the runway <laughs> she has just been brutally honest i think she would have said 100 percent should have been the runway but she's so funny and so intriguing but yeah I, that that's that's where she comes from she's a beauty queen i do recall now actually even before this season starlet's instagram page was being recommended to me on the feed with her amazing makeup looks ah. so she has been out there doing it for a while but yeah i don't agree with the 50 50 assessment now, also on episode one, mm. uh, it's good for me to look at it now um, mm. because we're seeing Danny Beard. Uh, Danny Beard is witty. Danny Beard is a confident, witty, um, loud person who mm-hmm. I live for. Who are in my mind as a drag queen. Yes, who, in my mind, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare try to cross. And who, who I could will, entertain I will, a room? Who can who can host yeah. a room? Who can entertain a room? Who is also a bouncer and a drag queen? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that for me, that's old school drag queen as the one who who would scare you like i wouldn't even try it yeah. around any beard yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what i love it was those you know those lethal tongued you know like yeah. divas acid tongued yes so that's that for me danny beard is there which is why it takes me back to episode one mm-hmm. the um they had just got told that she was safe she and the others were just yep. told they were safe yeah and Chitta gorgeous um saw how nervous that she was as she was sitting down in the untucked and Chitta gorgeous says you're so confident you know it'll be nice to see more nervousness in which danny said you know a lot of it is a front and part of it is a control thing if everyone's laughing around me then they like me mm. and i wanted you to g- give me give me your thoughts on that on, on, on what on what you're feeling and what you're seeing from danny well what that 
kind of tells. And then she kind of teared up. I don't even remember that. Um, what that tells me or kind of reminds me of is that I guess that quite classic trope that we see in a lot of um, queer young people who start to feel that sense of difference and that sense of otherness and society telling them that there's something wrong with them and they can't quite put their finger on what it is. And maybe the kids are calling them names in the playground and they can often reclaim their power by being funny entertainers and developing that sharp wit, which is a form of defense. It deflects um, attacks from, from bullies um, and it becomes integral and part of their armor. So that's kind of what I'm hearing there, I think. So that's probably something that Danny's had for a long time, uh, a defense mechanism that, yeah, has enabled her to reclaim her power and uh, become dominant in situations in which she previously felt submissive. It's always nice to, uh, first of all, thank you, but it's always nice to remember that moment when you see, because a lot of a lot of people when they see someone like Danny, with having not seen that part that I just mm. told you about her vulnerability, mm. would just think, "Oh my gosh, she's just she's just so confident. I wish she could be that. She's got no, she's got no, show, yeah, she's mm. got no problems." And I think everyone has that mm-hmm. that um, perception of her. So so it is nice to know that. Um, there is that vulnerability because yeah. it makes people who are vulnerable, who are a bit, you know, scared, and lets them know that they can they can also find somewhere of having that power. That's right. It's inspirational, being, isn't exactly. It, it yeah. is, and I think that um, I want to see more of this from Danny. I think Cheetah Gore just was very very smart in bringing and shining a light on that moment. I don't know if she intentionally meant to um to showcase um this more vulnerable side to her because they know each other don't they i they think do. they're, they're both got, manchester they've queens. got a relationship so cheddar can say things like that to danny but i mm. do think cheddar is also quite a thoughtful and sensitive person yeah yeah no having, bias but we've having, having met her personally <laughs> and felt her energy felt her and energy. you've had a photo shoot with her tom photo shoot yeah Mm-hmm. You were shot by the the amazing, the one and only Balova. Balova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, D- distinguished uh, photographer Balova. Uh, You're up there with Mike Ruiz. Yeah, Mike Ruiz. <laughs> um, and who else? Who else are the the main photographers that I keep remembering them from say an, from ATM? Um, Mike Rosenthal. And also, uh, what's his chops behind the? Who's on the judging panel? Who? Um, the English chat. Oh, Nigel Barker. Nigel Barker. Nigel Barker. Renowned photographer, Nigel Barker. And, and model, ex-model. Ex-model, yeah. Well, you're never an ex-model, dear. No, no. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> the last one here is, is very, it's very quick. It's not even going to be, it's not even going to be like something, but um, I just think. Something. I think this is going to be the new way for me to tell someone I cheated on them. Is, <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I know quote, what you say. We were dating, but because of mistakes I made, we are no longer together. I mean, that was that was only one thing could be read into. That I mean, they were they were together for five years, but then because of mistakes I made, we are no longer together. I was just like, it's girl, just the, say you cheated. See if isn't the gays use in particular? It was Pixie polite? Sorry, this it was Pixie polite. Pixie. It was Pixie. talking about her relationship with Tia. You know, Tia from season two. Well, who who we who were loved? We do. Tia's so like she was such a good talking head on her season. Danny so Beard is the Tia coffee of. Of the confessionals for seasons. Danny, Danny is our confessionals queen yeah, this season. So up far. there with yeah. Lala Ree. <laughs> yeah. Lala Ree, narrator of season 13? 13. 13. 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bianca Del Rio was also one. Katia. Katia was one as well. Alaska and Jinx. Oh, Coco Jujube. Montrese. Coco, oh, Coco Montrese was the original. Coco was, oh, Alyssa. Great talking heads on season five. Yeah. Coco, Alaska, Alyssa. Shangela. Detox is funny in confessionals. Oh, oh, the number one. Mm. The number one confessionals queen. Raven. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Tatiana is just face value. Tatiana is, a, <laughs> Tatiana is shit. She, all she wants to do is be Britney Spears. She's a Britney Spears fan. Tati- <laughs> no matter what you think, it was a golden age when the queens were not afraid to... to to be unfiltered. Absolutely. And it produced fantastic TV. Yeah. Sure, the dynamics got ugly at times, but it was fantastic TV. Before we went commercial, Mm -hmm. y'all need it. But before RuPaul Drag Race made it mainstream, it was, it was the T. It was the one. It really, really was. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yes. So, oh, Trixie, another good confessionals queen. Trixie, yes. Mm -hmm. So that's it. That's, um, because of mistakes I made, do you, yeah, it is. 
And there's the new way. And there's the new way. From now darling. on. Th- thank you for introducing us that euphemism. We'll <laughs> because be ta- of us, we're like taking that. that forward to remembrance of indiscretion. <laughs> yes. Okay. And in saying that, no, let's look at the power ranking very, the very power quickly. Rangers, yeah. Dakota Schiffer. <gasps> girl. Leapfrogged into the lead. Fantastic girl. Oh, I mean, that six foot goddess has just trailed her way. She has dug herself she's, out of that hole. What we say in last week, you do a very good comparison to. Um, she's spanking her way she's to the top. Spanking her way she's to the top. She's spanky Jacksoning her way to the top. First, first week in the bottom, and mm-hmm. now she's got two wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think you know everybody's got different ways of ranking things. We go in a quite a simplistic bottom twos and wins kind of thing. Yeah. Wins count for the most for us, so Dakota is up there. My question and my challenge and what i want to see is can dakota win on her own can she win on her own and also we do know from last week's preview that it's an improv challenge this week mm-hmm. so that, that we're entering a new phase of the competition we've got performance and fashion a little bit boxed off at the moment and go, going before us now we've got improv snatch game will be coming up um we, we might have a roast we might have an acting challenge a rusical maybe but th- th- there's going to be a different feel to the episodes coming up, unless they do something dramatically different. So it'd be great to see how Dakota adapts to that, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but right now Dakota's right there at the top, and then we have an army of people behind her because everyone was re- awarded a win. <laughs> that army includes Danny Beard, Baby, LaFille, Pixie Polite, Cheetah Gorgeous, there are girls- and Black Pepper's got her own a separate one I'll, I'll say though that the the first few girls you mentioned have wins but no bottom two placements mm. so they've been safe um lafille actually has well, i've heard people saying on this because you know they work out these ppe scores lafille has been so consistent she actually has the best ppe score at the moment well give us oh my, give us an airtime no then please. Airtime. she's getting um, no airtime and then yeah and then we've got um, black pepper did unfortunately lip sync last week so it kind of puts her at the bottom there of the winners um sminty has not won anything yet and neither has jombas and jombas has been in the bottom two was she debatably saved last i mean do we want to have a quick chat about last week i mean no no no. let's watch the workroom entrances let's have a quick look at the episode and then we'll see if that comes into the conversation okay so the girls are back and we've said goodbye to copper top because she was Mm -hmm. lip-syncing against black pepper um Black Pepper won the lip sync. She did, but Copper put up a great fight, actually. Yeah. I feel like the producers did not really appreciate the uniqueness that Copper brought and didn't really cast her to do much with her. I I, I feel like I can say that with confidence. And she deserves a lot better than that, actually, because I think she had a lot to offer. I thought she she was fun. She had a great energy. I liked her camp looks. Because um, I, I don't really think she should have been in the bottom two last week, is what I'm saying. I feel that... Let's just talk about... And we already said it last time, but Pixie Polite and Danny Beard were Much given we a them. jail, you know, a get-out-of-free jail card. I think they were. What is the, that what it's called, Jake? Get-out-of-jail-free card. Their looks were not bad. Their looks were actually reasonably well executed in some ways. They looked tidy. It was, but they look, in the words of Tia Coffee, basic. They look basic. It was basic baroness. The um, they gave it lots of character and they camped it up and that was fun. Uh, I did say last week, I thought that the material, and that's not their fault. They had what they had in the box, but the material was atrocious and showed up every little lump and bump of their padding. But that's what they had in the box and that's what they had to work with. But, you know, I do think that what Copper and Cheddar pulled together... I mean, Cheddar looked absolutely stunning. I think should have been nowhere near the bottom. Copper's wasn't quite as good because of those shoes. Um, but um, they still conceptually and visually were a lot more exciting uh, and well executed yeah. than what Danny and Pixie... I do think the clear bottom two, though, did just have to be Jombas and Black Pepper because... They're both fabulous queens, but those outfits were literally falling apart on the stage. And that's got to count for something. Black Pepper paid for it, bless her. She was in the bottom two, and I do think that was appropriate. I can't help but think that Jomba should have been down there with her. Absolutely. I mean, th- that, that outfit, I mean, treason. And I, it is and the quite... the word of baby, treason. Yeah, I mean, Jomba has a good and eye. She, and she's... 
She, this is her brilliant butter. I was she, so shocked. She's got a good eye. She is a stylist, but the they did not the their ambition was greater than their time, you know. And Jumpers comes across as such a sweet lady as well. She's very likable, mm. but unfortunate. Yeah, funny judging last week. The first time I've actually thought that during this competition. I will say. Yeah. It was it was strange, but we're walking into this this new day. They're they're all saying buy the copper top. Mm-hmm. They're sitting at the lounge, they're just chilling. There's not really quite heartfelt. Sminty says that she had lovely energy and she's going to miss her. Well, yeah, she did have that lovely farewell and um mm. in the untucked, didn't she? She said yeah. that she's going to miss them, and it was mm. it was really sad. It's nice when you see girls like this have a bond, but yeah. you know, come on, give me some drama. <laughs> Come yeah, on. more arguments, please. Can we not have a slanging match? Help me out, help me out, help me out here. No, come on, girls. Um, Pixie Polite online on social media is very, um, I want to say the word defensive, but she uh, she likes to defend her choices that she does in the show, which I absolutely believe that you can and yeah. you, you should, you should. Um, I, she's doing things like this that top three, top four people wouldn't necessarily do because they're trying to protect their image as much as they can, knowing that their Mm. fate is in the hands of the people. It's an interesting viewpoint you've got there, and I do think that holds water. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you know that it doesn't matter, everything is all said and done, Mm. um, you don't care what what you say online or how you come across. But um, Yeah, I do think, though, you know... People can be so vicious in the fandom. She's only human. She's going to get drawn into some, some counter, uh, some defensiveness, some counter attack at times. Although I think it'd probably be better for her mental health if she stayed away from that. I think it, it's, it, just block them. I think it's better for That's everyone's mental health as as to a please use the block button, but b try not to read the comments. I mean, yeah. I've heard so many people, so many celebrities, like RuPaul says, don't read the comment section. She said that ever since like mm-hmm. season two or season three. Yeah, she said. I think even when I was watching, yeah, I, I think I've I've seen other shows where they're like, don't read the comments, don't mm-hmm. read the comments. But you know, as a as a performer, you know, you you live for an audience, and so you want to mm-hmm. know how you're being you know, received and perceived, so. And I can guarantee as well, kind of 90% of the time, actually, when you go on somebody's Instagram and stuff, like the reception, like like 90% of what you read is positive, but there'll be that 10% of shit bags on there. But often, you know, I would imagine particularly for performers, but, you know, we know a lot of the queens, they have struggled with their mental health. They do have struggles with their self-esteem and people can be hardwired at times to pick out the negative over the waves of positive. Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of us do that. Selective, selective abstraction, as they call it. Um, so, yeah, like Pixie, darling, leave it alone, darling. You deserve better. So, you know, be kind to yourself. Just use the block button or don't read the comments, darling. Please, darling. I think we can get straight into the Mexi stage challenge. We do want to talk about that chaotic mini challenge. I mean, it's very rare that we decide to discuss the mini challenge because it's just time. for It's a filler. All we learned was filler. that Pixie Polite is good at musical chairs. Go Pixie. There. So yeah. she got to choose. And who did she choose? Well... Choose what, Tom? We even discussed the Mexi Challenge here. No, you're right. <laughs> so it's 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 basically an improv. It's an improv mm-hmm. challenge, and they work in groups of three. The improv show is called Catty Man. So it's basically Bossy Rossi, isn't it? But Alan Carr's show in real life is Chatty Man, so that's where that comes from. Ah. see? So it's Alan Carr hosting cats as well. Catty Man, which has a cat theme, doesn't it? <laughs> like one can only presume. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's got a cat theme. So because Pixie won the mini challenge, she gets to assign the teams. Now, Pixie chooses the two people that we both received. Uh, we both knew she was going to choose these two. I think if you'd asked me before this, who do I think is going to do well in an improv challenge? My gut would have been with Cheddar and Danny Beard. Yeah. Uh, because they seem like naturally witty characters with a, a wealth of performance experience. So the smart money is on them. Yes, I, I agree. Um, and also because improv is about yes and and building on, mm-hmm. you kind of need good scene partners in order 
to have something to to mm-hmm. vibe off. You need to vibe off people. You need to yeah. You need to have that. I mean, chemistry is important. I'm I'm sure. I'm guessing. I don't like improv. I find it scary. You improv every week on this podcast. No, but this that's not acting. This is not improv, Tom. Day to day life is improv. Oh, don't don't. You're like everyone's doing drag. You're born naked in the rich no, drag. Nobody hands you a script for day to day life. You're improving every day. I find I I find improv to be quite scary. Oh, me too. I, I just There's feel too like much an idiot. Pressure to be funny yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. I just feel like an idiot. Um, mm. So she chose Cheddar We're just and Danny. Very, very lucky that people tune in for this. Danny Beard. Now, you could argue that. Oh, was she was she actually quite scared that Danny Beard would take over the scene? She she seemed to hesitate on Danny. I don't know who her other choice would have been, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, Danny's such a big presence. Like, Cheddar's very witty and funny, but she has a sense of restraint. Yeah, well, also, I find Cheddar to be more cerebral. Yeah. Uh, Whereas Danny's like, joke, joke, joke. A yes. bit Bob's drag queen, really, you mm. know. Joke, 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 jokes. <laughs> then, then Pixie is signed the next two teams. Dakota, LaFille, and Baby are one team. And then the last team is Pepper, JB, and Sminty. What do you make of these other two teams? Who do you have high hopes for? So far, LaFille has given me no reason to think um, anything other than she'll be great. Yeah, she's not bad at anything, is she? Well, she's a performer. She, um, she's, yeah. she's a singer. She's a dancer. She's, um, she's an actor. She's a, you know, she told us she's a triple threat. So I'm <laughs> thinking that she would do well. Baby does have a, a perf- performance background, but then again, dancing is... It's different to, to acting. It really is. I mean, a, a good yeah. example would be um, Astina and Stina Mandela. Yeah. Oh, She's yeah. a great example. Amazing dancer. But when it came to acting and, and everything else in that she, performance she, art, she kind of didn't shine as much as she role. does when she dances. She chose the worst role, though. She chose the Sandy, didn't she? Um, I think I'm, I'm listening to my gut now. I'm just really trying to tune in with, with my gut instinct. I don't know how Baby and Dakota are going to do in this. Dakota's speaking quite a lot about having a lack of improv experience. But she can rise to many challenges. So it remains to be seen. But my gut isn't saying they're going to shine particularly. Yeah. Now, our other team, who Pixie's actually slightly disparaging about, and seems to imply that in her eyes, they're the bottom team. And then Roger Raven, she thinks that they're shit. They're shit. Their costumes are shit. Their books are shit. Their drag is shit. Their drag is shit. shit. Their wig is shit. She's shit. Um, So this team is Sminty and... Look at my little notes here. God, I have to write small to fit all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Sminty, Jumpers and Pepper. Now, Pepper has got like this lovely laid back vibe, but she does say funny things in the confessionals. Think if Pepper gets the right character, I think Pepper could be good. What do you think about the other two? Um... The Sminty Drop is just, look, just from what I'm seeing, I, I don't have high hopes for Sminty. And I hope that, you know, I always do hope that they prove us wrong. This is mm-hmm. us going in. I mean, sometimes people find they're funny. I mean, an example would be, I'm addicted to speed too. Oh, Trinity the Tuck. Trinity the yeah. Tuck. Some people find that they're, they're more than just, you know, what they think that they are, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful thing to see when, you know, we see them grow. John Burr's, Jombers gives us a lot of personality in her confessionals. Yeah. So I'm hoping this translates into improv. I'll tell you what I don't want to see. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times whenever, and, and I call this a desperate moment in improv, is when you just start just creating a mess. Oh, like you start just times. like You start just fighting and, uh, uh, and you're on the ground, just yeah. like acting acting a fool, girl. Act a fool. Act a fool. Act the fool, act the fool. Classic example. Miss Van Gien. And Plastic Tiara. And Plastic Tiara. Just descended into a really unentertaining cat fight I mean, the, the, in their the, improv challenge. That's what you do when you get desperate or when you have nothing to do. You just create mayhem and create sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... When you're doing that, you're just filling in space. And it's, it's just really I'm, like, oh, really? Am, am I remembering correctly? All Stars 5, Alexis Mateo and Shea Coulee... Descending into a little bit of a cat fight in this, or am I misremembering? Kind of that? near the end of it, yeah. you know, because she was pregnant, and yeah. But I think the person that you need to focus on in All Stars Five was actually um, who was the the three H's: honesty, integrity, and <laughs> India Ferrer. India Ferrer and uh, Mayhem Miller held the glass. <laughs> Four H's, by the way. Yeah. The, How can you not remember one of the she, greatest philosophers of our times' words? Oh, I'm, my bad. So <laughs> she she dropped the glass, and she she looked the glass. She was licking the glass off the ground. 
I was in the car park. Do you remember that I was scene? Kind of more entertained by Mayhem oh, and India's scene than I was by no, 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 no. I mean, I think I think yeah, it was. She was like in glass in a car park. That's accurate. Remember? I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, a cla- oh gosh. Do you know what the most accurate way to describe how my experience with improv would be mm-hmm. is Valerie Cherish. Oh yes, yes. So if, oh, we talk about Valerie Cherish all the time. It's on the comeback, and she goes and does an improv class because. Mm-hmm. Because she gets out upstage by Seth Rogen in a scene. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because um, Seth Rogen likes to improv. And so she decided to improv. And it was so awkward. He says, walk over here. And she goes, she tr- she goes off script and tries to improv. And she says, walk. And she looks directly at the camera and says, it's been a long day. Why don't you just rape me? <laughs> Valerie. God, like, and then what? everyone's just aghast. Everyone's and they're just like, like what, "Cut, cut! What is that? What are you?" And like? she's like, "Oh, I thought I felt something. I thought I'd yeah, go with uh, it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she and then she goes and does an improv class, and it's so accurate because all of the insecurities that everyone who has an improv has, she kind of showed it in the scene. Mm-hmm. So she was told to do a um a scene a scene with a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're both given topics and then she spoke at the same time mm-hmm. as the other person and then she talked to the instructor saying, oh, what do we do now? <laughs> and the instructor's telling her, stay, stay in the scene, stay, stay in the scene, scene. Valerie. And she's like, yeah, but we both spoke at the same time, so what do we do? Like, <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? It's, it's she, just... She's a really good example of, of how, because obviously Valerie Cherish is one of the most gifted actresses of our times. Yeah. So for her, even her to find improv a challenge is you know really something i mean the thing i found interesting about that is because she went to the groundlings through the improv but lisa kudrow came up in the groundlings in real life Mm. oh yeah so um because they're quite a famous la lisa kudrow plays valerie trace if if there's a if if you're ever bored and you want to watch something entertaining the comeback is Um, you don't have to be bored if you want to watch something amazing okay yeah okay i'm sorry yeah, it's I'm just sorry. you felt like you came for Valerie then. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to this. <laughs> Even though you introduced me to it, actually. Yeah, I, I think I forced you to watch it. And we've first watched of it all. like literally 10 times since then. I want to watch it tonight. Okay. I'm watching it after this. So the, these are the teams. I think that, um, I think they're going to, I think Pixie, Cheddar, and Danny have, it's, it's a very strong team. It's very, very strong. I hope they don't fall into the weight of expectation but to be honest i just can't see it going badly for them pixie's a funny girl as well she's she she raises a chuckle in her confessionals i think they are the strongest team um sminty i think does have a little spark about her and if she has the right character something could come out i've got that's my gut instinct with sminty but we'll see like you say she needs to be careful because she keeps on saying improv's just messy improv's messy that's what it means to me it's like no sminty have a bit of restraint don't be vanji and plastique please oh that's that's what i don't want to say just before we go into it like um thinking about previous improv channels i think they've only done one previously on drag race uk that i can think of it was a season two morning glory morning glory with lorraine who, kelly who shone who shone for you aside from oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah a horror, a horror. Was great. as an a horror. As, yeah, absolutely Ethics. I that think she was really, amazing. Really she and was the surprise factor as well. And Lawrence Cheney was Lawrence great as well. Absolutely so, so natural. Good. It kind of felt like it could have been a double win, but Lawrence won. I mean, the other person who shone, of course, was um, Veronica Green in that. Now there was some <laughs> weird judging because Veronica Green should have been in the bottom that week um, with. Uh, I mean, she was with sister sister and Ellie I, Diamond. Yeah, I mean. They, if, if personally, I do think I recall her saying at the time, I mean, I had a bias towards Sister Sister anyway, because I just had like this weird soft spot for her and I wanted to protect her at all times. But I do think Veronica was worse in that scene and Ellie was like reading off her cards. It yeah. just what, but Ellie was very protected in season two. It was, yeah. I mean, that, I don't know how... Le- not Le- Jenny Lemon was in the bottom. That was ridiculous. Putting Jenny there was absolutely preposterous, and it broke her heart because she—I know for a fact she said to herself at that point, "This is what I do, and if they don't like this, they're never going to like me." And that's why she walked off. Yeah, and the people, I know, people get—I mean, even I do—I get quite upset at people who just throw the towel in. Um, but then sometimes I need to go and you think about it a bit more and just realize actually Jenny Lemon was screwed over. 
in she that was. episode when they put her in the bottom she was absolutely screwed over and yes exactly what you just said mm. this is her bread and butter this is what she does that she's very proud of yes and she was and she said i, I think her inner dialogue was oh i just gave them the best of me they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm in the bottom. If they're not going to enjoy me doing what I love, yeah. which is this, then I've got no chance. There's no reason for me to be here. Yeah. And I guess she bowed out gracefully. But I think a lot of people just think of the fact that she disrespected Rue in the competition by walking oh, now. God, but I think yourselves. that they need to realize that they actually disrespected her art. Absolutely. They, they, they disrespected her craft. Mm. So um, they played a part in that moment. And then we all say sister, sister. She did a pretty fierce solo lip sync. Oh yeah, she did good. Yeah, she did good. She fought. She fought for her right to she, stay. She was fighting those ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Should we? Should we watch it a bit more? I'd love to. Do you have anything to say about this? This group? No, I want to see what they do now. I'm curious. I'm very curious. Kenny man, now we're starting off with the group uh, Pixie, Cheddar, and Danny Beard. Now Cheddar's the first one in the scene. I mean, do you see any character inspirations here, Tom? Oh, well, I, I think um, I, I saw it more with the other two more, but with um, which had, I guess she was giving me a bit of a kind of baby Jane, kind of old school Betty Davis kind of thing I was thing getting going old on. school, old school kind yeah. of Hollywood actress. Bit Joan Crawford, bit Betty Davis, that kind of vibe. Um, I thought Shadow was fab. I thought in this group, she was almost the straight woman. She was almost... She was a straight woman who held it. Yes, exactly. Like, a lot of the, a lot of the yeah, times yeah, yeah, there's yeah. straight women who just play there and then they get lost in the mix. Mm-hmm. I don't think she got lost in any of this moment in, in the improv at all. I completely agree. She was fab. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I didn't mean that as a criticism. I meant like that was her role. She stuck with it. Her, and she, it was great. She inhabited the character beautifully and performed really, really well. Danny Beard was amazing from the minute he came in. I, I mean, that confidence that we talk about that we just love. Yeah, Danny. Danny as Mystic Mog, funny, just the way that he was vibing off Ellen, and Ellen Ellen was just having the time of his life with Mystic. Comedy just runs runs out of her so easily. It just just comes so naturally to Mystic Mog. Uh, She she was fantastic. Um, Mystic Mog obviously comes from Mystic Meg, who is a, a a psychic who was famous in the UK in the nineties. She read the she predicted lottery winners. She was on the lottery show. Oh. Um yeah, that's Mystic Meg. But her characterization here, I thought she drew inspiration from Charity Shop Sue. You know her delivery is just like, yes, darling, actually it's a really good story. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um a little bit that and a little bit um some of our listeners might know Shirley Ghostman was really, really good um, spoof psychic comedy show. A lot of that was improv, actually, uh, which is really, really fantastically funny. Um, and I felt like she drew on those inspirations, but made it her own. And she was just really, really good. And she was just being Danny. She yeah. was just like Danny as a psychic. Um, naturally funny, very, very witty. Um, the earlobe reading was fantastic. The physical comedy jumping after the little um, laser on the floor. Really, really good. The some things that I always find impressive is when you can just easily have a conversation with someone and mm-hmm. throw in the jokes mm-hmm. and so easily and so naturally. Yeah, it also shows how at ease Danny is yeah. as a performer. I just think he's a class act. Fantastic. Yeah. The, the bit, the bit that made me chuckle most was you know when she was like, um, and then my cat died, and then Alan was like, oh, I'm sorry, and then she was like, oh, don't be sorry, it's a good story actually. <laughs> so it's just so natural and yeah. so like funny, and I felt, I almost felt like I've met that woman. Mm. You know, well, don't, Tom, don't, you be, know. don't be sorry, it's a great story actually. You, know, you meet, you meet, you meet a lot of crazies. Let's be honest. Don't use that terminology, my darling. I'll call them what I like. Tom. I um, I meet a lot of wonderful people on day to day basis. Pixie polite. Pixie was really funny, really good. As soon as I mean, the moment but, she walked out, she was on. She was great. She was. I mean, this is this is really um, changed my mind about Pixie. I felt like I I saw Pixie for the first time today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in in its in the truest sense, like I thought Pixie was really great. She really impressed me. Now her characterization, I thought, was inspired by. Um, you remember Little Britain, mm-hmm. Bubbles Devere. The, the lady in the hotel that wouldn't yeah, leave, yeah. yes. But that characterization was actually based on an earlier thing they did where they did this thing called Rock Profile where they did spoof interviews and they did one with Shirley Bassey 
um and she was like very um have you ever had ferrero rocher chocolat my darling have you ever had champagne my darling it was uh, you got the range that that whole thing so i, th- I thought I, th- I felt that's where she got her intonation from but she was really funny bounced off them she was fantastic yeah and where did she get that willy from i mean tom <laughs> don't you, you don't walk around with a daughter just hidden beneath your armpit? Not usually. I think Pixie was great. Pixie came in. And the beautiful thing is that every time a new person came in, they added to. They yes. added to. And they made the scene better, mm-hmm. which is great. I did see Pixie break character once. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I saw that too. Which I was, uh, was, I was like, okay. You know, you, you, it's, yeah, yeah. You're allowed to be funny. Just don't show us that you know that you're funny. Uh, you know, when people laugh. I agree. But then sometimes when people break character, I find they're absolutely awesome. So maybe I do like sometimes it. Sometimes it's infectious. Yeah, maybe it's just like, yeah. I think this team's going to be hard to top, to be honest. But should we see? The next group was Danny, Baby and LaFeld. Not and Danny, Dakota. Oh, sorry. Dakota, Shafer, uh, Baby and LaFeld. Baby and LaFeld. <laughs> LaFeld. Um, let's talk about... Let's talk about the whole. Let's talk about all three of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a whole, I just want to say that it this it was it descended into the em- embarrassing mayhem that kind mm. of led them. That was led to them by Ellen, but it just, I just, it didn't, it didn't work for me. It didn't work for I, me. It you, was you were kind of visibly cringing at the the furball bit. It was I just could see like, you weren't enjoying it. Well, yeah, because it was it wasn't funny. Was it? Was it was it just me? It was a little bit of a descent into chaos that was less enjoyable than the beginning of it. Um so I'm gonna talk about bits I did enjoy. First bit, I think Dakota's entrance was really, really funny. Her talking with the deep voice was like really unexpected, really funny, very she was doing like this Grant Mitchell thing. I wanna also mention that like I think that was really brave of her as a trans woman. Because it's potentially quite dysphoric to like do something like that. So I thought that was like really brave and very funny. Um, and I thought that was a strong start from Dakota. I think, wh- what did you think of Baby? She came in next. I think Baby is a great dancer. <laughs> she did use some of her dancing. She's a great songwriter too. We didn't see that today. I actually found the little song thing so ridiculous that it made me chuckle. This song about the big old titties. But do you, and... but do you, you know when someone does something that makes someone laugh and then they just spend the whole time really milking that? And mm-hmm. I, I felt like she did that with the word titties. I think after I a while, of, okay. it was just, yeah, like it was okay. That's funny. Oh, but then they find out it's funny. So they, they just really milk it dry. I felt like in that short moment of her singing, I was already over. I, I think she was performing too much to that, to that lyric okay. that it was a bit too, it was overly done. Um, I think that babies. The I just I just I'm not convinced that she was she is a confident actor. I I'm convinced that I, she I'd is. I agree. I agree. She, you know. she would much prefer to be rapping, or at you know, if it was her choice, she'd be dancing the whole thing. And I think yeah, that's where her superpower is. But it it, it wasn't an improv. It wasn't here. You're right. And then LaFell came in, and I think LaFell had like this little spiel that she kind of like got a bit lost in halfway through. I was, I was like quite entertained by this whole weird thing about the space tongue continuum or whatever it was. Um, but like it ended up not really making much sense and she did not know where to go with it. And I guess the thing was, I didn't feel like anybody was really bouncing off that either. It's like she had a monologue and then she was out. Well, the issue with her, first of all, I thought LaFell came in confidently. Then I think when she started realizing that she wasn't, she was being quite nonsensical mm-hmm. that it, it kind of changed or made her a bit nervous. And then maybe that, that yeah. kind of affected her performance. Maybe it affected her confidence because she didn't know where, where she was going anymore. Did, was but she our, had, she had all planned out yeah. and then she said something wrong and then she didn't know how to bring it back. And I think that kind of affected her performance. The issue also was that no one was interacting with her. None of the other right. two girls were interacting with her. So then she kind of had nowhere to go. But then also it is on you in improv to create moments of engagement. Mm-hmm. So she kind of direct, she should have directed it to them as well. I, do you think Alan was trying to help her out when he did the whole kind of, and then they cough up the hairball? It felt like he was prompting her. 
I think he was the control. I think mm. he knew that he could control the scene. How does he move it forward? And I think he wanted them to look silly. And that's why he said that, um, you know, if they can cough it up and they can change voices, I think. Mm. He's trying to force a moment a little he bit. Was, yeah, he did. He did. He choreographed mm. a moment there. And then to see them both on the, it was just cringe. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I think that these are amazing drag queens put in stupid situations. I would agree with you. That's what's happened here. And they're just, they, this was not their strength. Um, you just not as strong as the queens we've just seen. It's really unfortunate for them that Cheddar Pixie and Danny went first. Well, the issue here as well is that when you're not in control of a scene and you let someone else take control of it, things like mayhem and stupidity can happen. Like Danny Beard and Danny Beard, Pixie and Cheddar Gorgeous knew where the scene was going, knew mm -hmm. how it would happen. It was so semi-structured. Yeah, so there was no way for him, or even if he did try to come in, they already knew where they were going. They kind of controlled what would happen. Mm -hmm. I know it's improv, but the best improv takes about two weeks. <laughs> Let's be honest. So, um, but then when, when there's nothing happening, then then Ellen can say, oh, well, now now do this. Why don't you sniff her ass like a dog does? <laughs> and now he can say, he can make things like that happen because the scene's going nowhere. So the lesson here is do not give Alan Carr any power. Yeah, don't let him speak. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. Let's see the next group. Now the last group, just when I, um, you know, I thought, you know what? No one's going to compete with Cheddar's team, uh, Danny and Pixie, but uh -huh. at least no one's going to be any worse. Not that it was that bad for team two. Mm -hmm. And then enter, enter Sminty Drop. Sminty struggle, didn't she here? She, you know what? She's a beautiful girl. I, if I was that pretty, I wouldn't, I wouldn't invest any time in acting either. <laughs> because I'm just, I'm pretty, I'm beautiful. I look like Linda Evangelista. I'm a model. But Sminty Drop, you know what? It was visible. She visibly struggled. And I think Sminty was the first one to put her hand up and say she's not an actress. She couldn't deny it with this, really. And, and improv is, I think, I think Sminty will be fine if she was given a script. I think more yeah, people... Yeah, she are, could bring characters yeah, or something. She, she was good, but this had to be her own. So she was trying to trust in... A, she was trying to trust in her character. B, she was trying to trust in the scene um, and, and how she participated in that scene. But I don't think she had the confidence at all. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't help that she's just seen the veterans go first. I think that would have affected her even more. But she just yeah. looks very uncomfortable up there. And obviously, when someone's uncomfortable on stage as a viewer as someone who's um there to be entertained you become un uncomfortable yeah i think you know it's it's clear that she doesn't have the experience of improv so i think she gave herself a really big challenge by choosing a character that went against type for one thing because she was choosing a character who is not beautiful when she is beautiful she was also the only one to choose a character uh, an accent different to her home region which interested me Good on her. I mean, no, but she tried, but it was too advanced for her. She should have gone for something easier and closer to her type. She probably should have gone for Jombas as a character. Yeah. And done her hometown Lancashire accent. Because, like, um, yeah, Black Pepper went with, like, with this fun Caribbean vibe, and Jombas really amped up her Derry accent. And it sounded really, really good. And they were both actually very funny, I thought. But just Sminty was lost in, in, yeah. in this one. I think Black Pepper was okay. I think JB was okay. I think um, Black Pepper and, and Jombas were actually quite solid. I think both of them, you know, if I were to compare them to the last group, I think overall those two as a duo were better than most of the last group. Mm. Yeah. I would actually place them higher than like Dakota and there was a There was a style of improv slash acting that Pepper did where she was performing more to the laughs than performing in the scene. Okay. I, I don't know if, I don't know if, I don't know. So she kind of, she was being encouraged and spurred on by the audience's reaction to her, i.e. the laughing. So she's like, oh, that worked well with you. I'll camp it up. Which I th I thought was the A, that's good. But then sometimes B, it comes off a bit too... Um, ugh, what's the word? It's just like... I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm not sure what the word exactly would be. But yeah, rather than sticking to her character, she was like 
playing for laughs. Playing up, bit. yeah, playing up, which okay. which is which is good sometimes for, for the comedy. For, you know, sometimes as a performer, you need to work off the crowd, and you oh that's working well, okay, that's good. But I think it was it was a different way that she was doing, which was playing to it a bit too much and. I thought the yeah. chemistry with John Biz was good. I think where things fell down was when Sminty failed to respond to balls that were chucked her way. Oh, Sminty was, she was like, I, I, it got to a point where Sminty was just a person on the stage. I I honestly think, yeah, we've not gone past the, this scene yet. I think Sminty's going to be quite upset by this in the way that she was upset after the girl group mm. performance. I think she's going to feel like she let herself and her teammates down. And I, I, I really feel for her because I think she's going to be very hard on herself. But like this just isn't something that she's equipped to do. It's not something she's done before. So she struggled and it's not entirely her fault, really. I found myself going, what is happening? And what's happening right now? I got, I was so lost and confused a lot of the times. Um, I think JB, for me, was solid in yeah. terms of she came in there knowing exactly what her character was. I thought she was and really she good, actually. And she stuck to it. She stuck to it. I'm happy for her because it's, it's, it's time for her to have a good week. Mm. But JB did good. Um, Black people also did good. Just that little mm-hmm. thing I was saying. Um, Sminty, you know, unfortunately, she did struggle. Before we go beyond this, But then. she's lucky that the runway is 50%. <laughs> right, well, Starlet? She better have an amazing runway. Um, before we go on from this, then, uh, and see the runways and stuff, should we think about a little ranking performance-wise? I think we've kind of spelled it out, I think we? that I'm going to rank it by groups, and the winning yeah. group for me was absolutely Pixie. Pixie's group. And if we were to choose one winner there, I'd probably go for Danny. Danny. Yeah, Danny. Yeah. With Pixie and Cheddar High. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They the bottom group. That. Well, the thing is, it's a clear bottom. It's For me, it's Minty. And then if I choose someone from the other group, it would be either LaFille or Baby. I would agree with you. Yeah. I think, yeah, Dakota was probably the strongest in her group. John Buzz was probably the strongest in her group. I don't think Black Pepper should be in the bottom. No, Black Pepper won't be. Black no. Pepper was she was she was solid. You know, yeah. despite what I said, I'm just like, she was solid. Mm-hmm. She okay. had a character that she stuck with it. Got a ranking there. Now to discuss fifty uh, percent of the um, the points. Really, I own fifty one percent of this company, which is the runway, according to Starlet. Um, <laughs> and the category is here. Now this is where I pass it off to you, Doctor Tom. You can finally speak and voice your opinions. Um, about fashion. I'll try my best. Yeah. I don't know, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll help. I'll help, Tom. <laughs> you know, we're a team. We're a team. Mm. Starting off with Danny Beer. Talk to me. Uh, so Danny comes down the runway, giving us a kind of Tina Turner meets Rula Lenska mm. sort of presentation. Very 80s. Yeah. She mentions the 80s and inspiration. I can see that in the kind of the big perm. It's very of that era. The big shoulders, which are quite furry in this sort of pleather dress. The dress you could probably see on like a Christian Cowan runway or something like that. It's very flamboyant. Um, I am going to say right now, I like how she's sticking to her guns with her makeup. I enjoy the artistic whiteout nature of it and I want I want it to continue. Right. She adapted it for the challenge when it was needed, but this is her look on the runway. And it goes really well with the starkness of the black and the red. It, it just fits, I think. It's very kiss. Tom. It is very kiss. It's very kiss. Very, very glam Thank rock. You. Thank you. Kind of inspo. Next up, we've got Cheddar Gorgeous. And gorgeous she is. I love this. I mean, she mentions the Cheshire Cat as an inspiration, but I see a bunch of different things, really. I mean, she could be the gayest cast member from Cats, couldn't she? Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats. Um, but I also see Bagpuss, you know, the children's TV character. Yes. That Bag of Chips reference. Um it's very, you know, with the pinks and the purple hues. Uh, and Pink Panther as well. It's just all mixed in. She's this beautiful, flamboyant feline. Like, very well-fitting cat suit. Love the furry arms and tail and the dress. And the makeup and prosthetics are fantastic. Amazing, amazing. So, really fantastic job, Cheddar. The performance of the runway as well. I enjoyed mm. the slink, the, you know, the hyper femininity that you kind of associate with cats in there and any feline type yes. of movements. She's That's very performative, isn't the, she? The furball, but that makeup is great. Yeah. I love the look. I bet she felt like that they stole her thunder doing those th- fur balls earlier in the episode. Mm. She's like, damn you, Alan Carr. 
Next up, we got Pixie Pelite. So, uh, Pixie is inspired by Botticelli's Venus. I'm sure we can all picture her in a clamshell. Um, so it's very, very lovely, very well fitting um, bodysuit, um, beautifully stoned pearls. I like the chiffon, the hair, you know, the hair element. She's got this high Grecian updo. So, so I do think she fulfills the brief. It's not the most hair focused outfit because I do actually think the focus here is on the, actually the beauty of her shape and the bodysuit. I think that's the area of focus. So, you know. Is she sticking? Is, did she have this beautiful outfit that she wanted to wear for this challenge? I think yes. she did. Yeah, um, but she still looks gorgeous. It's very um, a bit the muses from Hercules as well, isn't it? And a bit that Dolce and Gabbana show was it 2019, which was very like Grecian goddess. The thing is, the muses weren't known for their their heroes for their beauty. Hercules. Um, so even if she chose a character that was hair based, it would have made sense. But you're right. I think she had the costume and she made it for the challenge. Possibly. Looks possibly. But she, she looks still looks gorgeous. very, very beautiful. Next up, we got Dakota with a very, I want to say, 80s hair. Well, the hair is very Cindy Lauper to me. Yeah, that's yeah. what I see. But the, the inspiration, as she explained in the workroom, was she had this beautiful story about her nan nurturing her and her siblings' uh, femininity growing up. And they placed the curtain tassels on their head because it was like a little wig. So that's really beautiful. So I'm getting all kinds of vibes from this. I mean, whenever I see a dress made of curtains, I think Scarlett O'Hara and Gone with the Wind. I think The Sound of Music. Um, yes. Mar- Maria. Of course, there's that as well. Um, I keep on bogging on about that amazing Paya Moss show that paid tribute to black inventors. There's one in there with a, a curtain dress too. And she mentions um, kind of Moschino and Galliano being inspirations. I could definitely see the Galliano element with the kind of um, like the drapery and the kind of opulence of it. I think she looks lovely. Does that fit the theme of here? It does, but only if you know the story. Okay. Because the curtain tassels when she was little, because she had her feminine things taken away from oh. her and her grandma supported her. Okay. She played with the curtain tassels and placed them. She might have to explain it on the runway. But... We all played with the curtains and used it as weaves, didn't we, growing I up? I mean, yeah. Is that is that a universal thing, maybe? Maybe. I used to wrap myself around it and think it was a gown. Very, very that. I bet you're yeah. beautiful as well. <laughs> beautiful, darling. Yeah, but I was straight. I was straight. Of course you were. Next up, we've got Baby. So this is a um, Jean-Paul Gaultier-inspired look um, worn by Grace Jones. Um, you know, a classic Jean-Paul Gaultier cage uh, dress with panniers. But the twist that Baby is giving it is that the, the, the strips of fabric are actually dreads so it's a in on several layers it's a tribute to her black heritage and i think that's really really gorgeous lovely i think that's really fab and her skin looks amazing she's really got that gorgeous sheen hasn't she I like it. It's very fashion, Tom. I, I don't know if you know that, but it's very fashion. Not well acquainted with fashion, unfortunately. Now, we've still got La Phil. There's something about La Phil's hair that gives me... Um, uh, Jam in the holograms? No. Took uh, thee. <laughs> kimchi. Her entrance look. <laughs> the entrance look. Oh, it's the horns at the front. Yes, yeah, and, that's and exactly the hair. What it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, well, I think she had a wave, actually, and this is more of a kind of crimp, but there we go. Um Lafil. So this is really cute. She's so imaginative. Um, it's the idea is that it's multicolored hair taken from her plug hole. Um, uh, to me, I mean, it's evocative of that famous Maison Magiella um, dress made out of wigs. Bit of a Mugler touching. Mugler made several hairdresses. Um, but what I love is that she she takes off the wig to reveal her, her natural hair. hair. And again, in the workroom, she was talking about how her hair is a a very natural, you know, it was suppressed in her youth. And when she had her independence, she expressed her more feminine side through her hair. Um, and she's got a fantastic head of hair. Really, really beautiful. It's gorgeous. Lafeu, you look lovely. Mm-hmm. Black Pepper. This is so lovely. I love what Black Pepper's doing here. Um, not a million miles away from what Baby did, really, in the sense that she's created a dress out of her hair, um, braids. A style of hair that celebrates black hair. Braids, yeah. Yeah, so she's got the braid dress and this beautiful sculpted um, headpiece made out of braids as well. She she looks like a goddess. She looks fantastic. This has a Gautier feel to it as well with the cone element of the bra. I just wish that the, the outfit was fitted better. 
It, it gapes like, a little. Yeah. It gapes. I, but I think that's because I think she's deliberately going for a Gautier Combra element. But you're right. I wish. I'm it sure she knows her body this. a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she knows this, but I wish it hugged her body a little more. But to me, it doesn't detract from the beauty of, of this presentation. It's a lovely look. It's stunning. It's minty drop. I love probably this my favorite wig so far. Really cool. This is so imaginative of Sminty. Immediately, I see a moth. You know, it's it's you know she she lives in the same world as Hannah Conda's amazing moth look. Remember from the oh, insect runway in the cocoon coat, but a different take on it. Um, I love the furry element because moths are super cute creatures. I do love them. They've got those big black eyes and those furry little antennae. And they're very little bodies. They're like little doggies uh, with wings. Um, but yeah, the the hair, the sculpting of the hair is really beautiful. The dress has given me kind of like Liz Taylor going to a, a party in her youth. It's, it's gorgeous. I love it. I mean, she, she, she's a body for fashion. Oh, she could wear anything. She could wear anything. She could walk out in a diaper and they'd <laughs> say, Sminty, your smile is beautiful. Last up, we got JB. So Jompers is going for a character-based um, presentation, which surprised me, actually. Um, so it's based on um, Rain Spencer, who is Lady Diana's stepmother. Um, she walks out in this very expensive-looking fur coat, reveals to a kind of a furry two-piece. To me, it's very kind of like... I, th- I feel like the storyline is she's a very opulent woman um, who has access to the finest furs... Perhaps her husband is a, a hunter and brings her back the finest her, furs. Though I'm sure Jombas has done it in faux, obviously. She went from um, like high-end Chelsea kind of rich lady. And then when she stripped down, I just thought it was like Lady Tarzan. <laughs> well, it's a bit evocative of... Um, uh, they mentioned Raquel Welch, actually. That, that movie is... It, I always forget what the exact number is. It's like one million years BC where Raquel Welch was a gorgeous cave woman. It's very that. Wearing like furry two-piece. That's the looks. The winner this week. I mean, it doesn't change. I, I mean, we've said it time and time again. Mm-hmm. We place more points on the performance. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the winner has to be either Pixie Polite, Danny Beard, or Cheddar Gorgeous. For me, Cheddar Gorgeous has the better look of the out three of, them of them three. Yeah. Um, so and Pixie looks gorgeous, but ever so slightly, you could argue off theme. Yeah, yeah. Now, our bottom girls, when we were speaking about performances earlier, we think probably the bottom three may be Sminty, Baby, and LaFell. Yeah, they all look beautiful. Um, Sminty's runway is exceptional, but then I love the storyline behind LaFell's, and I love Baby's tribute to her culture. And any nod to Grace Jones is is a win in my book. Um, so I'm going to go on performance alone, really. And you, you just can't argue that Sminty floundered. Yeah, it's, Sminty's absolutely in the bottom. Joining her is going to be either LaFille or... Or Baby. Baby. It's between the two of them. I mean, yeah. Dakota was the best in her group. Black Pepper should not be in the bottom. And John Buzz was really pretty good, I thought. I, th- I, you know, I'm going to say it. I thought Black Pepper was good as well. I think all three of the, uh, I think the, you know, the the top team. I think they're all going to get a, a badge. I really feel like this is a, this season. She's just giving out badges. <laughs> she's she's like... pissing off Cheryl Hole <laughs> day week by week. I'm serious. I bet you they're all going to get a badge. Yeah, I, I mean, if uh, one has to get a badge, it should be Danny Beard. But I bet you they're they're all going to get a badge. I will. We'll see. We'll see. But I completely agree with what you're saying. Congratulations, Danny B. Congratulations, Danny. Very well deserved win. I thought they're all gonna get one, but no, just Danny. And I, I think they've well got to calm down on throwing <laughs> badges at everybody. Well, n- now they want to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, Cheddar and Pixie, fantastic too. But congratulations to Danny. We did predict this Danny, who was now we our know front runner. Race. 
She is because it's two wins, no bottom two. And so the bottom, I mean, we caught it correctly. The bottom three were Baby, mm. Sminty, Drop, and LaFil. LaFil got saved, so the lip sync is between Baby and Sminty. We've Again, just seen we, the lip sync. We, we knew that Sminty was like guaranteed. Yeah. The, her outfit like, was beautiful. Her outfit was amazing. The more and more I looked at it, I was like, actually, this is a masterpiece. I felt like the judges were hinting that it would keep her at the bottom. But, you know, our, our angle is that it's more about the performance so it's about the performance it's about how that. you apply yourself in the challenges yeah it's not fair to have a costume that you brought with you to save you from it from Agreed. being at the bottom i i mean i'm i'm not discrediting how much money or effort it takes to create these costumes but it's it's for me it's it's unfair i think sminty actually creates a lot of her stuff well, even if it's amazing. in collaboration with other people she's very talented now the lip sync between them two was interesting uh baby is just a a great performer i'm gonna say right now out of all the lip syncs i've seen baby is the best performer so far this season yeah, yeah she's real natural yeah isn't she it, um, it's it's just it just everything about her flowed it was correct it yeah. was yeah it was just right it was just it was nice to watch someone who knew what movement was mm-hmm. and movement was her it was lovely i i enjoyed it i thought she was fab as well um i i I think Sminty really went for like trying to feel the music and giving it a bit of comedy. I felt like she did lean in that direction. And I do think Sminty actually did a really good job. Yeah. But 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 your baby did outshine her. But you're a Nixa baby and baby yeah. was just everything about her movement was correct. I could just watch her. It was it was just so pleasing to see her movements. Just um one thing that interested me though, I did feel like the camera lingered more on sminty yeah. oh absolutely so she got more airtime. she really did which interested me and we'll see what happens there but for me the winner was baby yeah yeah absolutely the winner was baby yeah no not not to say anything about sminty's performance but baby was just really good she's natural performer this is her element yeah baby stays and we say bye to sminty drop we do the lovely and gorgeous sminty who gave us a really good exit iconic that, exit that tearful twerk was the, really really good it's bless, up there with vangie bless her because she was so upset it was so lovely she had the presence of mind to do that to give everybody a laugh and to have a fun exit so like kudos she didn't go home first like her her um her no, drag mother broke so next time we have um you know, depends on what the mathematical formula is. Next time we have a member of the House of Kendall, they could be eighth. Go home, eighth. Uh, Tom, don't. don't I, I, it depends I'm on not multiplication or addition or. Um, I, I'm not good at math. I never played Scrabble. Squaring or I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to th- sit down and think about the formula. But we'll have like another Kendall. Yeah. Don't hurt yourself right now. Come in on. season seven. Anyway, anyway, my brain's hurting. It's too, it's too hard. It's too hard. I can't work out the formula of Kendall. Yeah, well, see, it's the op, Tom. See, it's the op. <laughs> Congrats, baby, for staying. And we say bye to Smoothie Drop. We have yeah. a rusical next week, and they're That's singing live, and I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So glad to hear they're singing live because we've always said that's a top tier upper echelon rusical yeah. Yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's not a lip sync like season thirteen. It's an actual live. Well, we'll, we'll wait and we'll see. Anyway, everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Spilling the Gene Tea Podcast. You know that we got Instagram. Follow us there. Like our stuff. We've got a TikTok. We've got uh, a Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. So make sure you follow us on our social medias. Feel free to write a review if you like us. Tell a friend about us. Um, get everyone involved. But that's us for this week. This is Paul. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys very Lots soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.